there are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, welcome back to the show, Hi-Fi Radio. It is a show about money. It's a show about planning. It's a show about tax. It's a show about doing good uh, with your money. Yes, we do have a responsibility uh, when we get money um, beyond taxes and, of course, beyond death, and that is helping the less fortunate. Uh, it's cold out there. Uh, Jack and I work right in the downtown core. Uh, the homeless are coming in off the streets. They're trying to find a place to get warm. They're going in the underground tunnels. They're getting kicked out. Um, it's a sad state, and... Uh, well, the city of Toronto is getting more expensive for the most part. Uh, uh, Treb was out with its uh, real estate data, Jack, um, showing that uh, they're seeing a little softness in prices in uh, Vancouver uh, and in uh, Alberta. Uh, of course, oil continues to weigh on the province of Alberta. Uh, real estate prices are falling. But uh, I, I go back to, uh, you know, we had Brad Lamb in studio. He speaks about prices of, of condos being $1,000 a foot. Uh, and I can't help but wonder... My own children in the future, how are they going to find a place to live? And uh, those who basically end up uh, on the wrong side of good luck uh, for reasons of health, reasons of financial change, um, death, uh, various forms of hardship, losing your job, uh, they slip through the cracks pretty quick and end up on the street. And that's, of course, a problem. I'd say mental illness is one of the biggest ones, too, I think. Mental illness, which leads to substance abuse, um, you know, coming from... uh, Tough times, uh, continuing on that path to coming from good times and and and, and stumbling, um, it it is an issue and it's 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 a national issue, it's an international issue, um, but we have to help those in our own backyard. Uh, I am delighted to uh, welcome uh, Holly Thompson uh, from the uh, Scots Mission uh, into uh, Hi-Fi Radio to speak about uh, the issue uh, of homelessness and uh, equally so the Scots mission. So Holly, uh, thank you very much. I want to share with you, I don't know how I knew your brand. Uh, again, I'm speaking in business terms here, marketing terms. I'm, I'm a brand <laughs> guy, but brands matter. Um, come Christmas time, and we, we, we don't give to charity frequently enough, but if you give once a year, it tends to be Christmas, I'm going to mm-hmm, assume. Definitely. Come Christmas time, I don't know who to give the money to. Top of mind awareness will direct my pen. It just works that way. Salvation Army, um, United Way. Uh, Scott's mission is my top of mind, and I wasn't sure why mm-hmm. until I, I, I reflected, and it was my parents, and they supported me mm-hmm. for decades. Uh, I helped my mom with her taxes, and that's where I saw the, the, the slips from Scott's mission. Uh, how, how big of an organization is Scott's mission? Because what I want to know is, if I were to fall on the street tomorrow, and after a few days became cold and want to find help, where would I turn to? Who, who would I know to approach uh, beyond, I, I think Salvation Army, but I know if I drink, they may not want to let me in, mm. which again is a whole other discussion. But so, so who are the big brands in the city that, that do the work, shall I say, of Christ? Yeah, so um, there's us, there's um, services for youth homelessness as well, as like Covenant House or... Um, uh, um, and then there's Young Street Mission, there's the Good Shepherd. Uh, Where's the Good Shepherd located? They're on Queen Street. Uh, west? Uh, east. Queen East, that's yeah. right. Okay, Queen yeah, East. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think um, Sherburne, maybe. Queen of Sherburne. Hey, the, the, the Good Shepherd, um, how many people could they service per day, do you think? I'm not sure. They have, um, I think they have a, a large shelter. Um, and uh, 
they have hot meals as well. They offer hot meals. Yeah. Yeah. And so oh. l- 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 let's focus, of course, on the Scots mission. Yeah. Again, my parents supported your charity for years. Um, it's a good thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was, uh, it just brings a tear to my, uh, my parents mm. passed away, of course. But uh, regardless, Scott's mission, um, what do you do and how many people do you touch on a daily basis? Yeah, we have four main areas of, we call them ministries. Uh, the first is the homeless one that we're best known for. So that's hot meals, it's shelter, it's drop-in counseling, that kind of thing. Then we have um, our family area, which is for uh, families who need help stretching their budget. Uh, They might come for uh, food and clothing bank support, counseling, small groups, etc. Then we have um, a youth uh, area that does after school programming and summer camp programs for uh, kids uh, from low income uh, families. And then we have a daycare as well. So those are our main areas. In the homeless um, area, we have about 200 to 220 people coming a day for hot meals. Um, there's uh, room. Sorry, do, do you have, but you have beds? Do you have shelter? Yeah. You, you, so we yeah, have so, a so, shelter. So, and how, many, how many beds? 72 beds 70. in our shelter. Uh, so every night they're full. Um, we actually only have um, 64 permanent beds, but we've added uh, eight you know, temporary beds because the need is is that great in the city that um, we every night we're at seventy two. Hey, how many beds are there available? Do you believe in in the greater GTA? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. There's a whole network of shelters that um, that works together, and the city uh, connects us all. So if somebody comes to our shelter, who um, and we're we're full, we're able to see if there's space somewhere else and refer them to there. Um, likewise, we also, um, we our shelter is only from adult men. So if a youth comes, we have to refer them to a youth shelter or um, a woman or a family. That's why I thought, yeah, you take care of men. Yeah. yeah. Um, excuse me, Holly Thompson from the Scott Mission is in the studio. Um, they do good work. We, uh, <clears throat> we often think of the youth, we think of the women. We have to mm-hmm. think of the men as well. So uh, more with, uh, with uh, Holly Thompson of the Scott Mission right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I was waiting for it. It is Hi-Fi Radio. Welcome back to the show. Well, according to uh, some statistics, six out of seven Canadians live out of poverty, which means life's been good. But one in seven live, mm. in, live in poverty. That's almost five million Canadians. Jack, do you believe that number? Five million Canadians living in poverty. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume your source is correct there, and uh, you know certainly we we see the one percent right, and we we 
deal with the 1% with our clients, but uh, there is that other end of the spectrum, the other end of the pendulum that, uh, you know, it, it is a duty to take care of if you, if, you're, uh, if you have a lot of wealth. Three million Canadian households are precariously housed, meaning they're living in unaffordable, below standard or overcrowded housing conditions. Uh, 235,000 people in Canada experienced homelessness in 2016. Uh, number of homelessness individuals living with a disability or mental illness is 45%. Boy, are they vulnerable. Yeah, for sure. It's a huge um, uh, uh, area that we have to deal with because it's um, it's not something that can be fixed by, you know, just putting somebody in a house or just putting, uh, you know, food on their table. Mm-hmm. It's something that they're going to need to learn to manage long term. Uh, we are in studio with Holly Thompson of the Scott Mission. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a beautiful charity that was uh, founded in uh, 1940 by... Uh, who was it? Uh, Annie and Maurice uh, Zeidman? Zeidman, Zeidman. yes. Um, tell me about them. Yeah, so Maurice Zeidman was um, was a young Jewish man who came to Canada uh, in the early 1900s. And I'm going to stop you right there because mm-hmm. I, 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 I was wondering if he was a Jewish individual, yet this is a Christian mission. Yeah. So, so explain that. Yeah, so when he first came to Canada, you know, he was alone. He was from Poland um, and had very little resources. He came into um, a ministry that was run by the Presbyterian Church um, that was teaching English and... Um, you know, through that through that um, ministry, he became a believer in um, in Jesus, and uh, mm. that was really the driving force for his life for the rest of his life. So, um, he started to work for that um, mission, and it kind of evolved into the Scott Mission. Um, again, we go down to prices of, of, of real estate. It's uh, our next guest is uh, Parklawn. Uh, Parklawn owns the Mount Pleasant Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a, a cemetery uh, operator, and they continue to buy little cemeteries, funeral uh, services, funeral, too. funeral yep, services, yep. and and so again, the, life is juxtaposed every now and then, and and this is juxtaposed because we have a homeless problem. We walk by them, we don't care for them enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when people die, we spend an average of eight thousand dollars dealing with the dead body. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's it. Yeah, I mean, charity is such a unique industry because there's always more demand than supply. When I say supply, it's the the, the amount of resources that are available. But uh, you're the one industry that uh, I'll call you an industry, although it's charity, uh, that you wish that there was no demand. But it's, it, there will always be present. There's Correct. always people that need help. And like we said, the, we deal with the one percent. It's it's a duty to you know educate them because we educate our clients a lot about investments mm-hmm. but uh charitable yeah, for, i would say and, and charitable giving is, is one of those things that you know they should certainly look at and the government encourages it with tax benefits and they they not only encourage it uh while you're living but upon death you can actually deduct 100 percent of your income so there's a significant uh tax incentive for people to so, give so i got a good quote this morning from elizabeth in our office jack and you you read her quotes every day and they're great little quotes and the one quote was What's the difference between a $20 steak and a $55 steak? And the answer is February 14th. <laughs> so so this, is, this is Valentine, Valentine weekend. Stay home with your loved one. Have the $20 steak and give the balance to charity. How's that? Guess what? If you give 
$5,000 to charity, which is a lot of money. Um, many Torontonians can't afford it. Some can't. That's fine. We give what we can. But if you give $5,000 to charity, you will get back about $2,500. Out of pocket, you're out $2,500. But the charity gets five grand. Uh-huh. I, you know, we, I have a, we all have our fav- favorite homeless person on the street. And I think it crosses everyone's mind as we give them some money. Should I or shouldn't I? What are they going to do with the toonie I give them? Uh, you know, it... it it's, 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 you, you will do better with the toonie than they will directly, uh, and you'll be able to stretch that toonie properly. And please, give more than the toonie. The average Canadian, <laughs> we, we the average we, Canadian gives about 400 bucks a we had Brett, year. We had Brett Wilson on the show. It was, I think it was in December. Uh, Brett Wilson, the uh, entrepreneur and Canadian philanthropist. And he said, uh, give what's meaningful for you. Because mm-hmm. meaning, uh, uh, there's a different amount that's meaningful for everyone, Correct. depending on what their Correct. resources are. And then just give a little bit more. Yeah. For us, it costs us, you know, just $4.25 to provide a meal for someone, which will make or break somebody's day and probably their, it could be their life, right? Um, So people who are able to give at a lower level, they know that that's, you know, that close to $5 is going to make a huge impact on somebody. However, you know, if you're able to give at a larger level, you're able to make a larger impact on um on people's lives so it's it's not just about keeping somebody alive for the day it's about you know transforming their life so that they don't need our services in the future yeah yeah um holly thompson with uh, scott mission uh, is with us of course we're trying to help those in need and uh, again when the when the climate in this rough country of ours changes uh the problem's sort of surface a little bit, but they also get brushed under the carpet. It's, it's just interesting. You don't see the same problems in the summer as you do in the winter. Um, but it's a slippery slope for everyone, and no one benefits with these problems that we have. And I think the net mm-hmm. cost to society is greater if we don't deal with them, um, Holly. And again, you know, I, I think the example is going to come from places in Northern Europe. Taxes are higher there. People come, there, there is luxury tax up the wazoo. Like a car in Copenhagen, for example, costs twice or three times what it would in Toronto. But homelessness doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Poverty is so greatly reduced. They integrate the have-nots with the haves, and they live a higher degree of harmonies to the point that they have a word that's called huga. And the word huga means wellness. It's all about wellness. Uh, Holly, you're doing wellness. You're <clears throat> good lady. Appreciate your... Uh, oh, thank you. Know, you. Yep. Uh, coming up next, death taxes and, uh, well, death, I guess, eh? Doug? <laughs> else to say. We're talking about the business Finding of... Out, yeah, the funeral service business. The eh? business of funerals. So we're always, we're, we'll all deal with it at some point in our life, so I think it's important. Yeah. yeah. Again, I go back to... Um, the, if you have some money, don't don't, don't pre pre purchase your you know gift gift to the homeless. They they pulled a man out of the out of the Humber River a couple of, out of the Humber where I live a couple of weeks ago, and the poor man was living on the bank, I guess in the Humber, and he froze to death. Uh, no no eight thousand dollar funeral for that guy. Anyways, it uh, it's a complicated world. Um, you know, Jack. We talk about money. We talk about giving. We talk about taxes. We talk about funerals, but we have a little fun with it at the same time. Why not? Eh? More of it on Hi Fi Radio. Thank you. Money. Let's take a break. But after Wolf and Jack will continue their in depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi Fi Radio from Global News Radio, six forty Toronto.
so much fun. Little Billy Joel, only the good die young. Well, it's a pleasure. It is a stock that I've been looking at for some time. Um, it is called Parklawn. Uh, they own the Mount Pleasant Cemetery, plus five other major cemeteries. Uh, delighted to bring Andrew uh, onto Hi-Fi Radio to talk about the business of death. Thank you very much for Wait. having us. Welcome, Andrew. We Thank just you. had Charity on Wolves, right? We just had the Scott Mission on, and mm-hmm. we talked about there's always demand for their services, right? For, for charity. There's always and I said there's really not another industry like that, but you know what? I got to correct myself. <laughs> like pretty quickly, actually. I got to correct myself. Oh, just, my gosh. Just one point of clarification. We do not own Mount Pleasant Group. That, that is oh, not oh, one oh, of our I, I, I apologize. That's Why did I think Mount Pleasant? Absolutely fine. No, we own Park Lawn Cemetery yep. on Bloor Street. Um, and Bloor, and Bloor and what? Bloor and Royal York. Oh, that's really, uh, oh, you own that one. That's yeah, in my neighborhood. Yeah, so we own that one. But the Mount Pleasant Group, we do not own that. That is a charitable organization. So it fits with your Scott Mission charity conversation. But that is not one of ours. And, and the fact that there's always demand for your services. And, and the you fact have to that there's always demand find for a way services. to dispose yeah. of people uh, at the end of life, obviously. So, yeah, Jack exactly. and I, so Jack and I were talking about your business and, 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 and the likes. We're talking about real estate prices. Um, and it got into... Um, Bodies per acre that you and I were trying to figure out, Jack. Bodies per acre. Yeah, we, we did yeah, the we, math we, we on did it. We did the math on bodies per acre, but we started with uh, how, much, how much square footage to bury a body, and we came out with we guesstimated what Jack uh, six by eight, the little bit of room to walk around, basically ten by eight. Right. Uh, so how many how many how many bodies on on an acre can we bury? Uh, so it depends on the type of product we're offering. So it depends on whether it's a traditional burial. Depends on whether it's a mausoleum, which is an above-ground entombment of a full casket, mm-hmm. and we those are generally buildings, uh, or it depends on whether it's cremated remains. Yeah, so, yeah the, the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way, it's about 1,000 burials per acre. 1,000 per 1, acre. 1,000 per acre. Yeah. So um, I'm of German descent. My parents yes. came from Germany, mm-hmm. and my mother, every 10 years, would get a bill from her brother, yeah. time to renew the plot of their parents. Uh, I think... They got it in Germany. The first round's 20 years. Thereafter, you have to pay about 1000 bucks for every five or 10 years. Right. Uh, again, uh, real estate is at a premium in Europe, and real estate certainly at a premium in Toronto. Sure. Brad Lamb comes on our show all the time talk about condo price at a 1000 Wait, why do you do condominium, Burr? You ever think about that? Well, that effectively, that's what mausoleum is. Uh, yeah, th- there you go. You guys are ahead of the curve. Yeah, about 3,200 casket spaces in an acre of mausoleum. So, uh, so you get, it's really a density story. I so, so do you get a funny. discount for that because you're stacking, or is it uh, more expensive because you got to build the building and it all the infrastructure It tends to be more expensive it. for exactly the reasons that you've talked about. It's right. the it's the capital intensive intensive nature of building a building, uh, and there's a lot of rebar and concrete associated with three stories of caskets. Uh, we, we're wow. in st- we're in studio with uh, Andrew. He's with Park Lawn. Um, so so tell us about the properties that Park Lawn owns. The uh, what do you call the individual properties? The cemetery? Uh, yeah, cemeteries. We own cemeteries, funeral homes, and crematoriums. Um, we own just about 200 throughout North America. We're in five Canadian provinces and 13 U.S. states. And so we're, we're spread uh, th- throughout. And we about 65 to 70% of our business is cemeteries. And uh, the balance is funeral homes in, uh, in a number of different jurisdictions throughout, throughout North America. So, again, Toronto is not getting any bigger uh, how do you expand? Brad Lamps is what thirty-five to forty thousand Trontonians that you're isolating up. Thirty-five to forty thousand Trontonians coming into the city. No, hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Oh, yeah, right, hundred thousand. But they people. need housing for thirty thousand. Because I, 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 yeah. I, I can guarantee one thing here: those hundred thousand people are going to 
they're going to die. They're going to yeah. die. Guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what are you going to do with them? Are you going to stack them? Uh, there's a whole lot of different... So the cremation rate in the Toronto market is about 65 or 70%. So that alleviates a lot of sort of stress, if you want to think about it that way, on the available inventory of cemetery spaces. So um, that notwithstanding, there are properties in the Toronto market have about 40 acres of surplus land available for development. So we have we have lots of additional space uh, for uh, for all of those people coming in. Huh, the the um, Royal York and Bloor Cemetery, how big is that? Do you know how 74 big? acres. That's 74 acres. 74. And how, how far south does it go? Uh, it goes uh, not quite to the lake. It's about five blocks south. 70 acres, five blocks. Yeah. Um, can we not relocate that puppy? No, we can't. You would need the permission of each one of the decedents or their next of kin. How long do they have right to that plot? In perpetuity. Perpetuity? A thousand years, two thousand years? Perpetuity. Perpetuity. You're going to have to rethink that at some point. Not up to us. So you can ask the premier about that one. Isn't that something, eh, Jack? I thought it was. I thought it was like a hundred year, not lease, yeah. but uh, yeah, you had to no, renew. Or... No, it's a perpetual. You have when you buy a cemetery space in Ontario, and for that matter, every jurisdiction in North America except for Quebec, uh, you have um, a perpetual right to have your uh, remains entombed, interred in that space. And so I buy a plot from you. You're going to maintain that for me. I'm not going to pay you another dime. <clears throat> That's correct. Yeah. So I don't know if I like this business plan. I was looking at your stock. You got to work for the dead for the rest. Of time. So what we do and what we're required to do in every jurisdiction is when you buy a plot from us, mm -hmm. we are required to put a percentage of that sale in a trust fund. That's yep. why that reserve fund is so important in your business. And I think people underappreciate the risk that is potentially associated with that. Uh, and not you, but I know some companies in the industry have got themselves in trouble with that reserve fund uh, and then done some I, unscrupulous yeah, things yeah, to, no, to no, deal no, with it. No, 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 the deceased don't care what you do the reserve fund. It is the person who purchases in advance that would be more concerned. Yeah. We're going to talk, we're say, gonna talk about that after, Andy. We're just going to uh, pay some bills around here. <sighs> yep, that's what you got to do. Death and taxes. Well, we're going to pay some taxes right now. Death is on its way. Sorry. Uh, it is Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, we're going to make you smile. We're going to make you wealthy. Uh, and we're going to help you along the way. Yep, along the way, Jack. That's what we're going to do here on Hi-Fi Radio. More with uh, Park Lawn and Andrew, uh, learning about the business of uh, cemeteries. Uh, it's an interesting business. Um, on Hi-Fi Radio, more of it right after this. Money. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, money. more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Just because we get around Talking about my generation Things ain't do look awful Talking about my generation I hope I die before I get old That's your cue, Andrew. Andrew Clark with Park Lawn Corporation Lawn. Sunny Acres. Um, <laughs> Ferryman. We're going to be playing that little WKRP clip coming up for you later on. Yes, Ferryman Funeral Home. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew Clark is the CEO of Park Lawn. It is the only Canadian publicly listed death care company. Jack and I, you're, you and I are always looking at health care stocks. We have just begun to we're look. We're looking at, at the other side of the equation now, right we're now which other, is the, smart, the, I the think. Death care. Uh, the, the euphemisms your industry comes up with are the best. Thank you. I, I commend you. Thank you. Um, you're going to have to share with us. You know, I'm going to impromptu right here, right now. 
some of the funnier moments at one of your uh, funeral directors' conferences in Vegas? Oh, well, funeral directors have fantastic senses of humor. <laughs> um, that we've, uh, I think the best one was the uh, gigantic floating um, money machine. And you walked into it, and it was a way to uh, y- y- blow $100 bills around, and you could grab yep. the $100 bills. Um, we have uh, casket suppliers um, who have caskets with full uh, hi-fi audio uh, <laughs> inside as if that's going to really matter to the deceased. Do people buy those? Oh, absolutely they do. They do? They do. Just have some peaceful music while they lay in rest? I guess so. Okay. So, so your, your, your company is, is, is about a $400 million company, which is a micro cap in, in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, small cap in Canada. Some large cap in Canada. <laughs> small cap in Canada. Um, I asked you off air how new the company is, and your answer to me was? Uh, 1892. 1890. They were dying back then, obviously. They were. Uh, 1890, you, you have not gone bankrupt. The company's been around since 1892 in some shape or form, you said. Correct. Yeah. And, and it's been a publicly traded entity for how long? Since about 1915. A public company since like, tra- trading on the Toronto market? Uh, it was on the, uh, whatever the alternative, the CNQ or whatever mm-hmm. the alternative market was. How long, how long have you been trading on Toronto? Uh, we've been trading on the main exchange since 2016. So a couple of years, yeah. Um, PLC is the symbol. It's on the big board in Canada. It's a TSX-listed company. Uh, you have some debt, get uh, $58 million in debt on a $400 million company. You pay a small dividend, just under 2%. Small float, uh, 15 million shares outstanding. Uh, so... But your revenue, I'm just looking at your revenue here. And again, Canaccord covers the stock. Sanford Lee's our analyst on on the company. Uh, Back in 2016, you generated $67 million in revenue, uh, $17.89 million. You're estimated to do $133 million. How can you estimate that? You're forecasting when people are going to die. Do you know that? Yeah, we have pretty good visibility. So I think that information, uh, uh, we're we're forecasting in 2019, uh, and at least most of the analysts, including Canaccord, who cover us, are projecting about $200 million worth of revenue in, t- in 2019. Um, so we-, Two, we 200 million, yeah, so the, yeah, 200 this, this million. report is a bit old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you took, they, they took, you took your numbers up. We made a large acquisition in May of uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we bought a, a business in five, lo- uh, five jurisdictions in the US. So that took our numbers up quite considerably. So, so let me ask about the US market, because that's yeah. a market loaded with litigation. And when I think of, you know, just before your business comes senior care. Yeah. So senior than you. So we can just do this whole lineage of life, right? Uh, from cradle to death, uh, from from, cra- from cradle to grave, from cradle to grave. <laughs> but just before you is senior care. And avoid, in my opinion, U.S. US related senior care because mom or dad dies and the kids sue you, the care facility for mom and dad dying at the age of 94. Right. Because they slipped and fell. Right. Or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, what about the funeral business? Uh, again, I just go back to that, that company, Lowen, that yes. got itself in a lot of trouble. A big headline story back in, what was that, in the late 80s? Uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, right, yeah. The interesting thing about the Lowen business as it was then was the, the, the corporation ended up going bankrupt and into receivership. Uh, it was ultimately acquired by Service Corp International, which is the largest player in, uh, in North America. Almost every single one of those businesses that were part of the Lowen Group, cemeteries and funeral homes, are still operating in some way, shape, or form. So it was the corporate structure well, the, rather than the, the businesses the, the, the themselves. The bodies are still there. Yeah, the bodies are still there and the services are still being performed. So there was nothing wrong with the underlying operations of the business. It was all at the corporate level. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm going to ask you a silly question. To just 
Again, uh, they just pulled a, a, the show of Hi-Fi Radio today is, is from charity. Scott mentioned helping people because the 1% and those who have some money need to give to charity. We as Canadians must give to charity. The government's your partner. You basically get 50 cents on the dollar back if you give to charity. But they, they pulled a homeless man, homeless person out of the Humber, which is just around the block from where I live. I, the, the person froze to death. Right. Uh, so the authorities come. They take the body away. And that's the end. There's no story around it. Um uh, and yet, the average funeral in Toronto costs about eight to ten thousand uh, dollars. Had we given that person a place, some shelter, perhaps they wouldn't have passed away. Uh, perhaps, who's going yeah. to pay for that person's funeral? Do you think? So that would be um, that would be paid for by the city of Toronto. Um, it would be, uh, and we are required as operators in the city to provide burial space to them at at a predetermined cost to homeless. Hmm. So we do that at. Uh, oh. Uh, we, we and other uh, players in our industry, all pretty good corporate citizens, all, all do that. Do, do you think people squat on the property? And do you think homeless people actually live in a cemetery? It's a big, quiet area. It's a big, quiet area. Certainly not that we're aware of. Um, in most of our, all of our locations, we lock the gates at night. So that probably prevents people from, from getting in. Um, but no, certainly we haven't had that do, issue. Just on a fun note, do, do you know uh, St. George's on the Hill, that little strip of land on Dunnest Street, St. George's on yeah, the Hill? Yeah. There's a tiny little cemetery in there. There is indeed, yeah. Uh, um, who, who would operate that one? That's run by the church, the local church. The, uh-huh. the St. George, I think it's St. George's on the Hill Church. There's a school there. I, there I there believe, is a little school yeah. in the church there, yeah. 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 It's, it's, when you walk through that cemetery, it's almost a, a slight history lesson. Yeah, it's a uh, nice old cemetery. Yeah. And the, what about the cemetery in Paris? Uh, again, famous where Jim Morrison and all the poets are. are yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they become that, historic That would moments. be, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we have some, uh, you know, former Leafs owner Harold Ballard is uh, buried at our cemetery. Guitar player Jeff Healy is at our cemetery. Jack, did you go see Harold Ballard at the cemetery? Uh, yeah. Wow. I was going to say, there's going to be a lot of Leaf, I'd say, fans that are, yeah, pretty upset that you may be there. Yeah. Isn't yeah, I, that something? And, and he actually lived just off Montgomery Street, too, but Mr. Ballard. Oh, did he? Okay. In, in my neighbor, by St. George's. It's okay. Uh, served years in prison. <laughs> uh, complete fraud. Wikipedia, it's hilarious the story in that man. Unfortunately, I don't think he, he left a very positive legacy. Um, but that was the trough. Was it the trough for the least? I don't know if that was the trough for the least. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're still, still clawing their way out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Parklawn, interesting company. I, again, I keep looking at this company. Uh, is it a growth story? Yeah, absolutely, it's a growth story. We, are in a, we're, we have some significant demographic tailwinds. Uh, obviously, the aging population is going to support our business for the next 15 or 20 years. We have, uh, uh, and it's a highly fragmented space. So the largest player in North America has about 16% market share. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I want to stay on the story. It, it, I am very, very intrigued by it. So uh, we'll be right back with Andrew Clark of Park Long Corp right after this. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Faden, which means I got to talk. It is Hi-Fi Radio. I am Wolfgang Klein, Jack Hartle, co-host of Hi-Fi Radio. It is a show about money, death, and taxes. 
We're going to avoid the taxes right now. Give some money to charity and you'll get half back on your next tax refund. Yes, you will get a tax credit. I'll tell you what a tax credit means. It's actually different than a deduction. A tax credit means basically regardless of your uh, income, the tax credit is the same for all income earners. So if you per chance give, I can use a big number, $10,000 to Scott Mission to Covenant House, to a homeless cause. Because we have a homeless problem here in Toronto. And while we are alive, people shouldn't live on the street. Um, we're all going to end up in the same spot, probably Parkland. But between now and then, we're not in the same spot. We're in different spots. We're a wealthy city. We don't give enough to charity. We have a homeless problem in Toronto. We need to help. So like I said, if you give 10 grand to a great cause, you will get five grand back regardless of how much money you make. We are all treated equally. It's socialism in Canada after all. Um, and you can give, if you want to, 100% of your income upon death. So you can actually give more the year that you die. Uh, than you can while you're living. Give it all away to charity, kids. You ain't getting any of it. 100% of, of your income, not your church. assets. My parents threatened me all the time with that. The same people who gave to Scott Mission, they threatened us, guys. You ain't getting any of it. Get a job, work hard, save, be disciplined. Um, anyways, the world of funeral homes. I, I know a few people who own funeral homes and they make a lot of money. Uh, my sense is not to anyone of people who want to work in the business. You need that right sense of humor to make it all jive. Uh, it's family-run and it's fragmented. Um, fragmented industries in a low interest rate environment all of a sudden become, I won't use the word, I'm going to use the word prey. It's not the great word. Target's a strong word too, but either or to what's called a roll-up. Uh, Constellation Software, uh, buying all these little software companies, grow through acquisition. Give, us, give me another example, Jack. Valiant was one that Valiant Pharmaceutical. Very, very poorly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, Parkland is, the irony with Parkland, uh, and again, we have Andrew Clark in the studio with us, the CEO of Parklawn Corp. Um, you don't have a lot of debt on your balance sheet. You are under-levered. Plus, you got that big reserve because you're taking care of the death till the end of time, my friend. That's a big commitment you're That's making That's a big there. commitment. You know, you know I want to stop. I want to go back to that piece of real estate um, at Royal York and Bloor in my hood. Beautiful mm-hmm. neighborhood. And you keep the neighborhood quiet. Thank you. you, you, you you're actually a good neighbor. <laughs> you're very, a good neighbor. A very good I remember looking at some homes back in the day in Toronto, along the St. Clair Cemetery. How big yeah. is that one, by the way? That's a massive cemetery in That's a big one. Prospect Cemetery? Yeah, that's a big one. How, I don't, I don't, it's owned pa- by Mount Pleasant Group, so I don't keep track exactly on their uh, exact acreage. Go buy them, acreage. buy them, because now the transfer to local. And talk to the premier. Gobble them up. Well, you can't buy them? No, it's a creature of the province, the Mount Pleasant Group is. It's an act. It's got its own act of legislation. So. Well, sorry, what do you mean a creature of the province? It's it's it was created by an act of the provincial legislature back uh, 175 years ago. So the, who the province owns it? The uh, indirectly, yeah. You know, it's the, a very complicated isn't situation. Isn't that well? So so is CP Rail and CN Rail. They're complicated too, and they buy what the crown is selling, my good friend. If, mm-hmm. if the crown puts something up for sale, they tend to buy. You tend to do quite well because the crown doesn't know how to price things very very well. Um, but that that piece of land you have in my hood and neighbor. Uh, 75 acres. What's a, a, an acre of land in Toronto worth? I think it depends on where it is. And what, what you're, you're going to do with it for right. it. Um, but Jack, what's your guess on an acre of land in Toronto? Good golly, five It, five it, it really depends on the zoning. It, it, what you could do with the property. How much I, I, how much income you can generate from okay, it. Okay, yeah. a lot in my neighborhood. A lot. And I'm talking about your lots, my good friend. A lot for the living. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A 40 foot lot, 120 feet, that's worth a million and a half dollars. Right. Uh, I think you can put eight or 10 of those on an acre. So uh, my sense is an acre at Royal York and Bloor would be worth two, excuse me, five million bucks, six million bucks times 75. If you could just sell that one p- chunk of land for market value, it, it would buy your whole, your, your company's worth 400 million. That, that one piece of real estate. Priced properly, you could gob up your whole company. 
75 acres at, at 10 million bucks, it's $750 million. Yeah. But that's obviously not the way it works. Not the way it works. Zone, I mean, zoning is everything. Legislate, Jack, change of legislation. You talk about it. Could you imagine if that legislation got changed? You know, something we're changing the timeline. You're going to have these buys up in 20 years. We're going to redevelop. Yeah, well, it. As investors, you have to deal with probabilities. I'm, I'm going to say that's a really uh, low right. outcome. I think you're so, right, Jack. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll start we're going to stick with the Virtually nil. Yeah. Virtually so so nil. let's talk then about growth because, again, your small cap companies, small caps outperform large caps over time. It's just the way the world of investing works. Getting in at, I won't call it the ground floor, six foot under, I guess we're getting in this one here. Right. <laughs> getting in six foot under could pay great dividends as opposed to buying the Amazons of the world. I don't think Amazon could put you out of business, could they? No, we're, we like to think we're Amazon proof in the cemetery well, the, business. The one thing that Bezos does like is he likes things that are guaranteed. And you talked about that, Wolf. He likes to buy groceries. People always yeah. need groceries. People always need death services. So it, it, I'm not saying it's going to be Amazon, but uh, it's certainly a... You got a, a massive moat around your business, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the things that we were attracted to about the about the space was it uh, the the big economic moat around it. So, uh, in, t- in terms of uh, families willing to sell their death care business, yeah, uh, what type of opportunity? What type of growth do you think you can add to your business through the acquisition model? So we we have put out a target that by the end of 2022, we anticipate that. Uh, uh, our business will have a run rate uh, pro forma EBITDA of about $100 million. We're in the high 40s right now. I think about 70% of that target that, uh, will come from acquisitions. So the market is still very, very highly fragmented and lots of opportunities for us to acquire. Yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Clark, the CEO of Parklawn Corp., um, I'm going to say may our paths not cross for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'm going to keep looking at your company. I think it's a very, very unique idea. Um, not a lot of competition in the public space for your business. How, how many public operators are there in the States, by the way? In the, in the, uh, there's four of us in total. One the, in Canada, three in the U.S. So that's good. you got some comps. I'm going to have to look at the comps. And who, who are the biggest in the United States? The biggest, biggest one is Service Corp International, SCI, yeah. uh, based in Houston, New York listed. Second biggest would be Carriage Services, also New York listed, also based in Houston. So, In Houston. There you have it. Very men, very <laughs> men. Yeah, I want to get a WKRP clip in for you, but we ran out of time. Um, real pleasure. I wish you great success with your business of Parklawn Corp. Uh, more Hi-Fi Radio right after this. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want you can't always get what you want welcome back to the show it is hi-fi radio i am wolfgang klein jack hartle co-host of the show it is a show about money money in life my good friends and well, as long as you're alive, you're going to need some money. And when you die, you're going to need some more money to pay for that funeral that we talked about. Don't forget to give to charity, my good friends. I can't stress this point enough. We Canadians do not give enough. Um, I'll tell you, we, you know, instantaneous world, um, <laughs> negative media towards guys like Jack and I in the world of finance right now uh, with this do-it-yourself robo, I'm going to say nonsense. Um perhaps for fine for small uh, investors, but real money doesn't play that way. Uh, the point of the matter is uh, we had a market crash uh, that occurred from October 1st to December the 24th. Um, Santa came to town December 26th and turned the market around. Um, the statements for last quarter don't look good, and those who are picking up the statements aren't very happy. Uh, they're disappointed. Uh, you know, I can say to you, Jack, you and I had six straight years of market gains. 
Year seven, accounts are down, what, five, six, seven percent last year. Not fun. We don't want accounts down, but please, are you kidding me? Down six or seven percent after seven years of, after six years of gains. The stock market falls, my good friends, one in four years. You are going to have down years if you own stock. You cannot avoid it. Do not expect Jack or I to avoid bumps in the road. Um, if we see major storm, sure. We will adjust. We believe we will. Uh, at times, we'll get it right. Sometimes, we won't get as right as we'd like to, but we can certainly massage. But crashes are something that come pretty quick, and very few people see them. They're hard to see because they don't. They, they sort of come out of nothing. The, the smallest fractal occurrence, i.e., the Fed getting hawkish when the market was expecting him to be neutral, caused the market to unravel to the degree of 20%. Um, I would say we talked about it too, and you, the uh, the last quarter actually set last year up. So you were down twenty points, twenty percent in the last quarter of the year from the peak. From the from, from, from the, the peak, peak, which is the, the mar- Jack. The market made an all time high September thirty first. All time high. So from that level, it corrected nineteen point eight percent if you're S and P five hundred. I think twenty three percent if you are the S if you are the uh, Nasdaq. Right, and then clients were down anywhere between on the year five to ten percent, depending on when they entered and what they did with the market. Cor- but- correct, and, and and so you can't always get what you want, my good friends. You cannot get a straight line in investing. Period. Real estate, gold, Bitcoin, stocks, and I'm talking blue chip stocks. Even and they correct. You have to accept it as par for the course. You cannot avoid it. Again, I'm giving you the diatribe now because the calls continue to surprise me when we get them. And unfortunately, it's usually from smaller clients. It is right, Jack. Our clients who have assets, you know, of significance. You know, they're they're of the one percent. They've seen this movie before. It's it's the younger clients who are being bombarded with a notion of being gypped and ripped off on, on fees. It's all about fees. And gee whiz, if you pay no fees, you make money. If you pay fees, you make no money. It's nonsense to say that you pay fees, you're not getting, you're not making money. It's silliness, absolute silliness. Um, but it's, it's a really good time actually to step back, uh, look at the risk in your portfolio because you, you saw how much risk was in your portfolio if you were down significantly at the end of the, the year last year. And it's a good time for you to review that with your financial planner or investment advisor to make sure that you're on track. And for the most part, uh, despite this crash that we had with clients, um, our clients are ahead of their financial plan. So we do expect them when we do a financial plan, when we run the numbers, we always do it on a conservative basis. Uh, we want to under promise and over deliver. And for the most part, we do quite well with that. Again, I got a call the other day from a, a client and uh, she said, oh my God, do I have to come and see you? Uh, I've been crushed. Uh, on my last statement, which is December 31st, I looked at the account this year, uh, this morning, the account was down six, six, seven percent on the year. Uh, peak to trough, yes, it, ha- it had a correction peak to trough of that probably 19% peak to trough, peak print. But guess what? 45 days later, here we are, Valentine's weekend. Um, and I know, Jack, you're spoiling Kate. That's good for you. Uh, but Valentine's weekend, 45 days later, and we recovered basically. Our annual loss of last year in 45 days, we're on a 13-month basis, we're back to even. It's, uh, it's one of the best starts, the best first 30 trading days, uh, top 10 anyways. And um, I think we're up just uh, just shy of 10% uh, year to date so far. This this year could be a barn burner. Uh, it's the third year of a presidential cycle. It came in off of a very, very low, uh, on a low note. Um, That's what I like about it the most, the fact that you came in with very low expectations. You came off a low base. Uh, it's the exact opposite of what we had in 2018. Everyone was talking about the, the synchronized economic growth, but the problem was that the market was priced accordingly. So, 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 th- so things were cheap to start the year, and they they have certainly uh, recovered nicely 
to start the year. We'll see how they uh, continue. So, so here's the thing. It, it's this get, you know, we, we have Amos Nadler on the professor, uh, get evenitis. Um, I'm just curious. There's still people out there saying, gee whiz, I just want to get back to my old peak and then I'm out. That is not what investing is all about. Getting back to your old peak and then you're out. Uh, investing is about between now and when the day you call Parklawn to get your plot uh, and go six feet under. It is something you do for the rest of your life. Forget the squiggles. Make sure that the plan is correct in the fr- to begin with. And as Jack indicated, if, if the risk was too great coming in the last quarter, you have too much equity, period. If you could tolerate the risk, in 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to be very, very happy. You will get what you want. Trust me. Uh, I'm Wolfgang Klein. This is Hi-Fi Radio. I want to thank you very much, Jack. As always, a pleasure to work with you on the radio show. You are a natural, my good friend. You have yourselves a great weekend. Jack and I will be back with you next weekend on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week.